It's the Boxed Out Podcast, episode 20. I'm Harry Worth, and as always, I'm joined by Jack McDonald. Here we are. Give me 20 of them things, Harry. The big 2-0. How are you going, man? Mate, I am just, I'm so good right now. Um, we are coming off um, a little bit of a break, but it doesn't really feel like a break for us too, because last weekend, long weekend in New Zealand, you and I, a couple of the other boys got together and basically camped out and watched basketball for how, how long was it? Four or five days straight. Yeah. We barely missed a game. We were up at all hours, like 5am starts and stuff here in New Zealand. And, oh, it was just amazing. Um, Glorious. We meant to get a live pod going, meant yeah. to get some guests going. But to be honest, like, you know, we were with, um, you know, I'm a Lakers fan, Jackson Nuggets fan. We were with Knicks fans and like, we were just celebrating and Kings fans. And, you know, we were just all celebrating because yeah. our teams were doing so well. And like, that meant we were drunk and like, I mean, <laughs> screaming, yelling, not that, not that that would be a bad episode, but um, yeah, just didn't we get were just, to it. But. We were present. We were present with each other, but oh boy, have we watched a lot of basketball over the past couple of weeks. Right, and I could watch so much more. Oh my God, that weekend was amazing. The things, like getting to witness a full game with all your mates that all love basketball in the same ro- room, see the moments happen together, it was unreal. Loved it. Yep. Loved back to back moment. to back games as well. Yep. Like, And we saw, just like everybody else, some absolute treats um, over the past couple of weeks. This first round has delivered. Mm-hmm. It's been amazing. Um, even though I think a couple of the series, this you know, the score has been 4-1 or whatnot, the actual games have far surpassed that. We haven't been, you know, sitting through mega blowouts and things like that. Um, and I think the number one series um, because we're just going to recap the first round sort of in light of, you know, the second round that's upcoming. We've, we've missed a couple of games. They've already started yet so far, but um, the bucks and the heat, Mm. that's one of the more surprising series we've seen over the last 15 years, really. Yeah. Like that was just incredible. Mm. Um, I mean, I think a lot, it's one thing for that series to go the way it does, but for it to happen in five games. I know it's just amazing. And the story is Jimmy Butler. That's he's the headline. He was just exceptional. That 56 point game was just incredible. Um, Refusing to lose, pulling up from all over the floor, dominating the game. Um, I didn't, you know, like I picked a Drew Holiday for my defensive player of the year and like he made Drew just look like nothing. He was a traffic cone out there, right? Like, and he was talking to him as well. Yeah. He was telling him, he, he's like, I own you. And he's like pointing up to the scoreboard. He's like, look at my stats. Look at my stats. Um, He was just insane. Of course, we lost Tyler Hero early on in that series. We lost Giannis for a little bit, but what else did you see from that series that just made you hype? I mean, look, man, it's it's not often that you get a guy coming in who's not a standard top five player, top 10 player, and just, well, 
it's safe to say he's definitely up there now, but before that series, just coming in, obliterating any defender who was on him, any defensive coverage, whatever the Bucks were trying to do, Jimmy was beating it. And it was it was insane. Like especially game four, when we watched it together, you know, there's mm-hmm. it's a ten point game. We're sort of just like, you know, winding mm-hmm. down and then Jimmy just takes over the Bucks crumble. That was the defining game in the series, obviously. Mm-hmm. And from there the Bucks never really looked dominant. Yeah. It's it's weird because like Brooke Lopez absolutely just found out as well. Like I know he had that one great game scoring, but I think his defensive flaws were just absolutely taken advantage of this series. He is a, you know, he sits back and you know doesn't move much. He contests around the rim, but he doesn't really give you much in terms of helping on a pick and roll. He can't blitz you. He can't really double because he's too slow for that and. Miami have smart basketball players. Like, mm. what was it? Seven undrafted guys. Yep, seven. And, like, that's because they're not as physically talented. They don't have the highlights. That's, you know, like, that's what gets you stars when you're, like, being recruited. Mm. That's what gets you into college programs and all, all that stuff. Like, they've had to make their way into the NBA, onto this team, by being smart guys, making the right play at the right time, and it showed massively massively um yeah it's just that the heat the heat the zombie heat as bill simmons says they um just can't be stopped can't be stopped and i think if we're if we're looking at the series and i know this has already been said a lot but the coaching was bad it was really bad and whatever you want to say about Giannis or drew or the guys on the court i think what this is a real reflection of is a coach that has never shown adaptability, mm-hmm. a coach that has never pushed his guys to the full potential, and a coach that is likely on his way out, I would say. Yeah, it's tough because with the news, you know, everybody was criticizing him, and then the news came out about how his brother passed away, and, you know, throughout, during the series, and you said to me and you know rightfully so he was probably using it as a bit of a distraction but like at the point where you're not thinking clearly and obviously not thinking clearly like we're talking about not taking timeouts on huge runs not taking timeouts to advance the ball with a couple of seconds left in like a tight game mm-hmm. thing things like that um questions are going to be asked i think Giannis was quite you know that passionate quote he was he definitely didn't you know sugarcoat things when he no. said that, um, you know, coach makes the decisions on who guards Jimmy, I would have loved to. Um, something that really stood out at me is, I can't remember who said it, but I think it might have been Giannis that said, the Heat were playing to win the series, we were playing to win the championship. Mm. And I think quite possibly, because Giannis missed those two games, or two and a half games, perhaps they thought, hey, we can beat this team with Giannis out. Let's just keep him out, you know, a couple more games. We're going to make a deep playoff run. That's what we need. You know, we need him healthy for that. And it just completely backfired because this Miami team was putting everything into every single individual game. Yeah. And the Bucks looked shell-shocked in that game five 
When, they did. You know, Jimmy followed it up with 42. You know, they outscored them by like 15 points in the um, fourth quarter in overtime. Yeah. Just, I mean, just on that game, like even even you and I and some of the boys were t- saying, you know, the Bucks probably take this one and then it goes to game six. Like maybe that was the same mindset for them was it's all right. We'll take this game at home and then on the road we can really, well, look, they're playing to win every game, obviously, but like maybe there was a bit subconsciously back there just sort of saying, Mm -hmm. yeah, we're down 3-1, but let's let's try and get to this game six. I don't know. Maybe there's something there. And Giannis, like, yes, he didn't play like most of the series, but even when he did play, they they didn't look much better. No. Very stagnant on offense. And, you know, Giannis was scared to get fouled at the end there because he was just so horrible from the free throw line. But, hey, this is the Heat story. Um, They own it. And their opponent in the second round, who they looked very strong against this morning in their game one win, the Knicks and the Cavs, another surprising series, Mm. another surprising 4-1 win. Um, the Cavs, another team that really performed well and dominated in the regular season, you know, at what they were good at. We really liked them at various stages. We were talking about them as, you know, that fourth championship contender. Tibbs and the Knicks just out-hustled them in every single possible way you can in a basketball game. Jalen Brunson controlled every every part of the offense the pace um he absolutely surgical the way he penetrates the paint and he, his timing he's slow but you know he feels the weight on his hips he sets other players out he's like the herky jerky and it's just so hard to defend it's you know like he is like a real physical point guard mm. he's not you know shimmying around and stuff he'll back you down and out muscle you mm-hmm. and oh they they were incredible. Yeah, I mean, it was it was stunning, um, and really shocking actually, with how good the uh, the Cavs have been all year, with that number one defense, with Donovan Mitchell, who, like, if I said Donovan Mitchell to you, you're thinking a dude who steps up in the playoffs, right? Well, he's and, probably going to be first team All NBA as well. Well, he yeah probably, um, and for them to just absolutely capitulate collapse whatever you want to call it not even show up pretty much it was it was it was baffling i did not see that coming and (laughs) like we were both wrong on that one and shout out shout out to the knicks for that because the Cavs were looking very dangerous and i just want to say shout out to jared allen he got up there after the game press conference just been eliminated and said you know what i i wasn't ready we weren't ready Mm -hmm. um and good on him for doing that but yeah the knicks mitchell robinson best big in the series who would have thought i know and it wasn't even close Mm. as well like you know mobley and allen basically nulls out there um the the Cavs' offense was just very limited you know they only really had those two guards that could do anything but yeah, Josh Hart for the Knicks, he's, you know, a Tibbs guy. He's been absolutely amazing. Um, but game one this morning, um, 
another early start for the Knicks. I'm, I don't want to make a habit of waking up early for them, but no. <laughs> <laughs> but um, really good first half. Um, but Miami just dialed it up in the second half there. Um, Kevin Love made a couple of good plays. Three insane outlet passes. Um, a dude who was on the Cavs Gabs, that they yeah, gave away who, for free. No, for nothing, exactly. <laughs> RJ Barrett, shout out to RJ Barrett. Yeah. Um, in that first round, he was amazing. Um, really stepped it up again t- today. He's just got that, you know, that look in his face when he's driving to the hoop at the moment. Um, he's, you know, he means business. He thinks he can score. He believes he can score. And they need it with Julius Randle um, being injured at the moment. And to be honest, quickly hasn't been, you know, getting as many minutes and as many opportunities as in the regular season. Well, I'm not surprised he hasn't been good. Mm. But yeah, Jimmy Butler, scary injury today in the fourth quarter. And it was just amazing that like the heat finished with um, Kevin Love out there. Duncan, oh no, not Kevin Love. It was um, Duncan Robinson and Jimmy Butler on one leg, yet... (laughs) You know, Jimmy Butler was just standing in the corner, not even moving on offense. Duncan Robinson, we all know, he didn't play all year because he can't guard anything. Yeah. And the Knicks weren't putting them in actions. They weren't, you know, it was very slow. It just, it didn't make sense. That, that was my biggest takeaway from this game was like, you don't you attack the dude who's just twisted his ankle and is clearly hurt, clearly yep. a step slow, clearly not putting weight onto his leg. Like surely... Surely someone says, you know, let's run a few ISOs. Let's see what happens. Yep. Let's let's get Brunson on him. Um but anyway, like I yeah. I even sh- Duncan Robinson. Like well, Miami should not be able to get away with putting Duncan Robinson in clutch moments. No, not at all. Not at all. Um where do you see this one going? The Heat obviously took game one. The MSG got up for it. Mm-hmm. Um, really weird that the Knicks as a five seed have a home court advantage yeah. in the second round. Yeah. Um, look, I picked the Knicks before this series um, very quickly in that first round. I realized I made a mistake picking the Cavs um, and I heard about it. So, you know, I thought I learned from my mistakes and I picked them for the series. I still think they can get it done. I think it's going to depend a lot on when Julius Randle comes back. Um, but after this first loss, it's, you know, if they're going to win, it's going to be in six or seven for sure. Mm. And it's going to be a gutsy six or seven. Yeah. It'll have to be. It'll have to be. Um, yeah, I think Jimmy Butler's injury, it's going to play a bigger factor than the attention it's getting. Mm -hmm. I think, I, I think this is, you know, he sprained it, but this is, this is not something you just sleep off and the next day you're all good yeah well the schedule's picking up at the moment Mm -hmm. isn't it that those first round games were quite spaced out but yeah i think it's it's gonna come down to (laughs) a a really weird thing to say when randall is gonna get back they need randall (laughs) they do they they lost their offense and randall's a guy who can get you a bucket Mm -hmm. i think that's that's what this series is gonna hinge on is can Randall come back when they still have a chance? But I'm going to pick the Knicks. I think Randall comes back earlier. And to be honest, I think Jimmy Butler's quite hurt. He didn't look good. 
No. But hey, props to him for battling it, eh? Like, yeah. Oh. Prop, props to him. And Kyle Lowry was, he was so good at the end there. Like, he's still got it. He can just only do it for, you know, like three or four minute spurts. Mm. Um, Zombie heat, man. Yep. They sure are. Now, moving to the other side of the bracket, I think we can probably move through this a bit quicker just because it's not, you know, quite as interesting in the first round there. Yeah. Um, the Celtics and the Hawks, um, that was supposed to be a much shorter series than it was. The Hawks didn't look like they belonged on the same court as the Celtics th- the first two games. Um, then game three, they take that as well. Hawks, you know, get that that game four win and it's like, oh yeah, they're going to go back to Boston and then bye-bye. Trey Young, he had something to say about that. Um, mm. He wanted to take them back to the A um, <laughs> while DeJounte Murray was suspended. Yeah. Nonetheless, that was a nasty deep pull-up. Um, but I think what that series said was less about the Hawks and more about the Celtics. Yeah. I did not think the Hawks would take a game. I really, I really didn't. I really didn't. Um, does this put any doubts in your mind about the Celtics? I think the boneheaded plays that Marcus Smart can make is worrying. Um, the fact that Missoula feels some sort of obligation to play him mm. in these in these games. Yeah. Like, some of those reach and fouls in, at the end of, like, you know, like in fourth quarters and stuff, just inexplicable. I think Derek White looked phenomenal for the start of the series. Brogdon is, you know, like, we didn't pick him for six man of the year, but he is looking like the six man of the year right now. He yeah. is adding real value off the bench. Um, I don't really, you know, think much of Grant Williams, but it's, it's weird how like much Tatum can be taken out of games for long stretches. A eh? mm. like for someone that that's a three level scorer, we don't normally see that. Yeah. It's yeah. It's and Jalen Brown as well. Like has, I, I actually, he's been pretty good. He's, he's been good. He's been pretty good. I, I don't know. I'm not a coach, but like Derek White and Brogdon almost need to be playing more than Marcus Smart at this point. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's a massive hot take. I think we've seen Derek no. White being better all season. Yep. Um, and to be honest, Marcus Smart, Defensive Player of the Year last year, but I still think Derek White's a better defender. Mm-hmm. He's smarter as a player too, which is... Well, he know, knows his role, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he knows his well, role. Yeah, exactly. You don't, you know, worry if Derek White's going to shoot up 13 three-pointers in a game. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. this next series is going to be the real test for them. So they're facing the Sixers, who pulled off the only sweep of the first round. That series was never in doubt. Um, yeah. The Nets were only in the playoffs because of the work KD and Kyrie put in before the trade deadline. Yeah. You know, they were 11 and 13 post-deadline, post I think it was. Mm. Um, we, I think f- we, we massively overestimated them. We are like, and, oh, it's yeah. going to be a close one, real nitty-gritty. Mm. But I mean, nothing. To, to be fair, they didn't win a game, but lots of those games were a lot closer than we thought they were going to be. Mm. And they were quite low scoring. And yeah. I leave that series more concerned about the Sixers than I thought it was, I was going to be. And not just because of Joel Embiid's injury, but because of how easily he could get taken out of games by 
you know, double team, how limited he is when he's, you know, trying to pass out of those double teams and the reliance that the Sixers offense places on Harden, Maxi, and Tobias Harris now because of it. Yeah, it's, um, it is, it is very concerning. And also him, I mean, the clip went viral of him diving 13 times in the game or whatever. It was 13 times in the first, I think, was it 13 times in the first half, I think it was? Yeah, well, I mean, that's yeah. even crazier, man. But what that, like, what that says is he's relying on the foul. He's relying yep. on getting the calls. And, you know, what happens in a game six where you're down 3-2 where you don't get those calls? Yep. I don't know. It, it is concerning. I did pick the Sixers to to win the series before the playoffs started. But with, with Embiid injured and with... I think it's worse. Looking. It's worse than people have led on. They've led on as well. I think. Oh, he, that was I've already said was. he could be doubtful for game two as well. well yep. Um, yeah, I don't know. It t- like even looking at the betting odds, this series is like the the Celtics are the biggest favorite out of any team in the second round. <laughs> um, yep. Which is crazy coming up against the Sixers. Um, yeah, I I don't know. Uh, we need Embiid back to really judge this. Sixers aren't going to put up much of a fight without him. Yeah, Boston have owned Joel Embiid the last few years as well in the playoffs. Um, yeah. And, you know, much less uh, a hobbled Joel Embiid as well. Mm. Um, James Harden just, I don't know what it is. Um, I don't know if he's still a bit, you know, overweight or if his you know, injury or whatnot, but he just hasn't looked as dynamic as you know some of the spurts he had in the regular season um the Sixers will play aggressive d against Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum they always do Mm -hmm. um they'll always they'll try try take one of them out and interestingly enough when that's Tatum Jalen Brown has done a pretty good job steadying the offense and you know he can score in bunches for sure yeah he's still got to work on that ball handling but yep just in general, Which as a scorer, Good. isn't helped by that uh, vase injury. No, the, <laughs> the old broken vase. Nightmare. So, so are we both are we picking a Celtics Knicks Eastern Conference Final? I think we are. Mm. I think we are. It's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, it it will be. I mean, yeah. Who knows? Um, Who knows, man? Yeah, Should Robert we, Williams. Uh, he's been good. He's been good too. Yeah, no, he has been. But he he's, can only give you. He can only give you so much. You yeah, know? like it's like the moment the game's won, get him out of there. Mm. Yeah. Um, Same like Al Horford's not getting any younger either. Mm. I don't know. Are we just trying to talk ourselves into it being a close series? Are the Celt- yeah. like the Celtics are the favorites for a reason? Yeah. Yeah. But man, I reckon Missoula is a bit of a handicap for them sometimes, eh? Like, I, yeah. I, I don't know what it is. It's the the lack of timeouts. Sometimes that rotation. Mm. Grant Williams plays way too many minutes. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting. It, All right, it's, look, it, he's coming up against the mastermind that is Doc Rivers. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing about that other matchup. Like Tibbs and Spo going at each other. Like I'm expecting almost every game to look completely different. Like these guys are absolute wizards yep. with that sort of stuff. Um, yep. Tibbs, when he held Randall out of the fourth quarter, 
great decision. You know, like Obi awesome. Toppin has been popping, man. He's been <laughs> so good. He's been so good. There like, ain't no stopping. Mr. Toppin. Like, <laughs> to bench Julius Randle, and oh, he looks sick after that. Like, he was soaking. But mm. you got to do that, man. And to have the power yep. to do that, that's you need your team to believe in you like that. Yep. And unfortunately, Marcus Smart is still getting those minutes. He's not getting benched yet. It's Yeah, it's weird. Um, we'll see. Um, anything else from the East? Um, get Spo a coach of the year. Yeah. Get it to him. Mm-hmm. How long has he been a top five coach in the league now? Like 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 13 years at least. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, yeah. Anyway, I, I want to see how the first game of this, 76ers Celtics series yeah. go and if the rest of the team outside of Joel Embiid will put up a fight I just think it's bad mismatches like who's going to guard those wings you're talking about what PJ Tucker and Tobias Harris are going to be the main defenders on Tatum and Brown mm. maybe you're going to see a situation where PJ Tucker plays the um center with Embiid out so they're going to put Melton out there but then you've got such a small lineup against quite a you know big athletic wing combo with yeah. the Celtics there. I mean, you've got McDaniels. He's not yeah. a terrible defender. Yeah, it's just like I think without Embiid, you're going to need Harden and Maxi out there to score, yeah. which means that both of them are out there and they're going to have to guard someone because you know even if Smart's out there, Derek White has shown himself as a scorer. M- Malcolm Brogdon has shown himself as a, a scorer. And... Malcolm Brogdon's, you know, not short. He's quite a big guard too. Mm. Um, he'll he'll operate from the post. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, will be very interesting. Yeah, can't wait. Game one tomorrow. Yep, tomorrow. It'll be good. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Celtics take the first two, and then, you know, the Sixers really push for their two at home to try and make yeah. it a series. Yeah, I, I can see that that being what they target. Definitely. Now, the Western Conference, the mm. better conference. Correct. Um, we'll start with your Nuggets. Um, now, their first round, that was a formality. Mm-hmm. Um, the Timberwolves, they weren't good in either of their play-in games. They weren't good in any of the five games they played in the first round there. That one that they won, um, they almost didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Disastrous fourth quarter come back Jokic was amazing sitting there the same way I've just I've felt like how is anyone other than Draymond Green or Anthony Davis that not you know the defensive player of the year those two are the best defenders in the league how is anybody but Jokic MVP like this Nuggets team you know everything you've been harping on about all year was there right in front of us um I have questioned who the second guy is going to be. Um, who is it? Tell me It's now. Jamal Murray. Thank like, you. Like, he, at the moment, is up there with Jimmy Butler as, like, the two guys that increase their scoring average from the regular season to the playoffs. It's like an eight-point increase. It's insane. Yeah. <laughs> it's wild. It's absolutely wild. Yeah. Um, 
MPJ, he's been silent for long stretches, but he's also proven he can score in bunches. Mm. You know, if you need a quick nine, quick 12, he can give that to you. Um, Anthony Edwards, shout out to that guy. He had a moment, hit a big shot. Yeah, huge. Bright future, but man. That team's not it for him. Nah, just a formality, that series. Yeah, yeah, definitely was, definitely was. Um, But... Look, you can only play who's in front of you. And we drew the Timberwolves, got it done. Um, and to be honest, we saw a lot. We saw a lot from from the Nuggets. Um, mm-hmm. Like, even though it was a formality, like, it's, it's coming together. It's really coming yep. together. Especially the defense. That was a big concern, was the defense. Mm. It's, it's coming along. It really is. Um, and one thing we were talking about was, um, have you ever seen a more dead crowd than the Minnesota oh crowd? God. It was yeah. horrible. It was awful, eh? I, I, I think we watched that game after watching um, the Knicks game at MSG and then the Warriors and Kings game at Chase End. And those two crowds were just absolutely popping. And then we go to bloody Minnesota and it's silent. Yeah. They didn't even want to be there. And that was the game they won as well. <laughs> <laughs> it was ridiculous, eh? Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Um, now, the Nuggets are through. Uh, should we talk about the Suns before we talk about the Nuggets matchup against the Suns? Yeah, I think so. So the Suns and Clippers, a series that after two games was looking like it was going to be one of, like an all-time first-round series. Mm-hmm. Like, it honestly was. You had four star guys, and yes, I've just called Russell Westbrook a star guy because that's who he was in this series. Mm. Going at it, absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Then the mystery that is Kawhi Leonard surfaces. We don't know what's wrong with him, just that his knee's sore, his knee's swollen. He proceeds to miss the next three games. Oh, Three games? Yeah, the next three All games. All of them. Didn't play again. Didn't play again. Comes out, he tore his meniscus. <laughs> um, thanks for telling us that, Clippers. Um, yeah. Booker, uh, it's, KD. It sucks. Yeah, it sucks. It, it does. But yeah, Russell Westbrook looked amazing for them. He um, did. He was efficient, which is weird for him. <laughs> and an efficient scorer. Um, it was, there was lots of what did the Lakers trade away? But I just think that I said it when he got traded, the Clippers are a much better fit for him. They're surrounded by shooters. There were moments even in game five when like Batum and is it Terrence Mann, Norm Powell are like clocking off back to back to back threes. And it's just like, that's what you want to surround Russell Westbrook around. Not, um, you know, LeBron and AD and yeah, guys that, you know, dominate the lane as well. Yeah, I would not be taking anyone seriously that is saying stuff like that. That, that The Lakers aren't as good as they are with Russ on that team. And to be honest, yeah. the Clippers don't look as good as they did without Russ. Um, it does suck. Kawhi is, um, well, this is just who he is now. Um, mm-hmm. He's going to get injured when he plays games. He has chronic knee issues. It sucks for him. It absolutely sucks because in that, <laughs> you know, when he played, my goodness, 
phenomenal. My goodness. Won a game yeah. pretty much, well, not on his own, but, but was leading the team against what many people consider to be the favorites of the West. <laughs> Back to the drawing board for the Clippers. Another yep. year of rinse and repeat. Yep, and they've got to keep that team because they've got a new stadium with seats to fill. Now, the Suns, the team that have made it through, Booker looked absolutely incredible, mm-hmm. averaging 35 for the series. Um, KD, seamless fit. You know, they've only played like, I think, 13 games as a team. Chris Paul, his legs look a bit slow, um, but he has his moments in the fourth quarter. DeAndre Ayton, I'm still not confident on him. Just the way Zubach threw him around down there. Um, the way Jokic dealt with him in game one that we've seen. The story for me with that team is how shallow they are, how many minutes their starters have to play, and their lack of defense. Yeah, it's, um, it is it is pretty telling, that game one. I know it's only one game against the Nuggets. The Nuggets keep it close. First half was pretty close and then just run away with it in the mm-hmm. second half. But all of those things you're mentioning, they have been concerns for a while. Mm-hmm. They've been concerns ever since the KD trade happened. Yep. And everything's sort of just been swept under the rug because, oh, yep. they're so good. They're too good. They can't, they've got four dudes that are, well, eight and I don't know, three, three and a half dudes that are incredible it's Mm -hmm. the concerns are real their defense is not great their bench is really thin Landry Shamit is getting minutes I know it's it's insane yeah it was very clear very early on into that Clippers series as well like I fully picked the Suns to beat the Nuggets I abused you for picking the Nuggets over the Suns but I think yeah you were right for sticking with your boys. Um, the Sun shot five three-pointers in the first half. Mm. Shot, not made, shot. <laughs> um, when the game was over, um, they were five of 16 from three. Um, the Nuggets had made 16 threes. <laughs> yeah. So you're talking about, you know, 11 points difference just on three-point shots alone it's not like the suns have bad shooters kd is like one of the best shooters ever yeah. booker can shoot the three efficiently chris paul can as well yeah but the Suns shoot 54 percent from the field and lose by 20 points because threes worth more than two and you know relying on the mid-range game isn't that and you know they can't rebound um yeah yeah, it's um it is concerning for them. But I'm just gonna like I know it's only been one game, but I just have to say like this was coming. The writing the writing was there and I am not excited for everyone to come out and say they had the nuggets all the way because I got laughed at for picking the nuggets. Mm-hmm. I did not actually meet anyone in person who was also picking the nuggets. Mm-hmm. It was all sons. It was all popular names, legends of the game, dudes with bigger followings that were getting picked just because people like them. Yep. Um, it's, it's chemistry, it's teamwork, it's Jokic doing whatever he wants to whoever he wants. It's Jamal Murray. He's not Bubble Murray anymore. 
this is just playoff Murray. This is this is oh. what he does. This is what he does. It's Michael Porter Jr. going from a pretty bad defender to oh my god, this guy. This, he's guarding KD. Yeah. He's had the Kyle Kuzma glow up for sure. <laughs> he really he he really has. Yeah. Um, and, well, yeah. I mean, like AG Aaron Gordon as well. I think he played his best ever game in a Nuggets jersey. Yeah, he didn't miss in the first half, A. He didn't miss in the first half, A. Insane. Insane. And just all all of them, all the pieces, you know, Christian Braun, rookie, coming in, four steals in 14 minutes. He was picking KD as well. Mm. He was. Bruce Brown. Another guy. Mm -hmm. And what I love about this team is they, they do it and they're not celebrating. They're not up there flexing in guys' faces. They're not there, like, making highlight plays, alley-oops off the backboard, nothing like that. They're doing their work. They're getting it done. And to be honest, they look so much better than they did in the regular season. Yeah. I'm, I picked the Nuggets before to win the series. I'm still going to pick them. What do, who do you have now? Do you Have you changed your tune-up? Yeah, I'm... I changed my tune yeah. up after watching two games of the Clippers series. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, I think kind of weirdly, I'm not really too sure like the chemistry between KD and Chris Paul, like KD left OKC because he wanted that free flowing offense. He had that for a few years in Golden State. Chris Paul pounds the shit out of the ball for like 17 seconds before doing anything. I've seen, I've watched stretches where KD is literally treated like MPJ or whatever, just standing in the corner, disappears, doesn't get the ball. I saw Chris Paul miss drive and miss the kick to KD in the corner wide open. And KD had some words to him about it, and they were bickering for like four or five straight possessions. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I'm not too sure. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they'll be be fine, but there just seems to be like a it's not as much of like a glove like fit between those two, yeah. As you would have thought, KD, you know, he him and Booker are so efficient. Yeah. Um, I know we're going to get to Steph Curry today and his 38 shots, but they need to be taking 25 shots plus a game. They do. They they can't go, you know, half their shots need to be from those two guys. When you've got two scorers like that, half your shots need to be from them. 100%. Um, 100%. The other thing I think is both of them are going to have to work on defense versus this Nuggets team because Chris Paul can't guard Jamal Murray. He's too small. He's you know, he's too small to guard yeah. Jamal Murray. He's just going to take him in the post. Yeah. Um, so that means that they're going to be bringing in Josh Koji to guard him, then you're going to have KD. He needs to help Aiton because Aiton is just going to get munched by Jokic. So you're going to have MPJ and Aaron Gordon open on the wing all series. And we saw that at the start of last game. MPJ rattled off a few few in a row. Aaron Gordon kept it going. I think one of those two guys is going to get, you know, 10 to 12 open shots per game just because of the way the Suns naturally have to switch their defense around to combat the scoring of the Nuggets. Yeah, I, definitely, man. And it's not so much KD has to guard him like these guys are going to be ISOing them, taking them off the dribble, crossing them over. It's KD's and Booker as well. They're going to have to be locked in the entire game. Backdoor cuts. You better be watching. 
the whole time yeah. locked in following your rotations just everything like that because if the nuggets have shown anything it's they know how to pass and they know how to find the open man yep and they'll continue to do that and i cannot wait for game two tomorrow yeah um it's it's gonna happen katie and Booker, they're too good not to win a couple of games yeah you know, the series isn't is gonna go at least six um in my yep. opinion yeah um they're just too good to for that to not happen but there's yeah the path for the nuggets to win this one is clear yeah just keep and, it up yep keep it up now the last quarter um possibly one of the more exciting quarters yeah um the only game seven of the first round that we had this morning we're talking about same day coverage here guys look at us <laughs> onto it it's like we it's like we do this full time i mean you'd think we did the kings and the warriors um one of the best first round series we've seen in a long time yeah um it was so fun the offensive moments of these teams um the draymond stomp feels like it was so long ago it does it really does um regardless of whether you think he should have been suspended or not like it happened um the refs have been a bit weird with that sort of stuff this whole playoffs mm. but like shout out to the kings man like yeah, they bro. were so good you gotta hand it to them man what what a season what a season yeah I, they had it perfect for all all like <laughs> all but 24 minutes yep. of this series just that second half today Went away. Yeah. I, th- I feel like they, they couldn't went get away. a rebound. They couldn't get a rebound. Both teams were missing their free throws. At one point, I think the teams were thirty six from fifty two combined. Like they just got mm. the jitters. Fox's, you know, finger. Shout out to him for playing. Yeah. And you know he had moments still after that injury as well. Yeah. Um. I just yeah. I just think they went a, a little bit away from what had been working yeah. the whole time. Like I th- I think Terrence the Warriors, Davis. Yeah. The Warriors made some massive adjustments, though. Yeah. Um, and they couldn't go for that small ball lineup because Kevon Looney was punking them in that third quarter. He yeah. absolutely punked them. And I think he was so good that it meant that they couldn't go to what they had been winning with, with that small ball lineup. Yeah. Because he was, you know, the Warriors were getting three shots every possession, it felt like. Yeah. And that's one thing you just can't do to that team is give them multiple shots. Mm. Um, Jordan Poole didn't have it tonight, didn't have it all series. Clay Thompson, you know. Didn't have it. Definitely didn't have it tonight. Have it. He He's had moments this series. He's hit, you know, a, a few big shots in fourth quarters. Um, Wiggins is still finding his feet, um, understandably so, after missing, you know, two months in the regular season. But look at Curry, man. Look at him. That was incredible. 50 of them things. 50 of them. Damn. Yeah. It was insane. It was insane. I'm sorry for ever counting you out, Steph. What What a magical performance in a game seven, talking to the crowd. Yeah. The most points in a game seven ever. Yeah. By any player ever and like yep. after what the kings did to them in game six 
I mean, the Kings were the favourites for this game. I mean, understandably so. The Warriors have been terrible on the road. It was a home game in Sacramento. But Steph just rose to that level. And yeah. I mentioned it earlier, 38 shots, the most he's ever taken the game. 20 of 38, still super efficient. Yeah. Um, I think he, con- had, he had to take all of he them. He did. He really did. And I think that's a growth that we've seen in him. Like He's like, you know, because the dynasty was on the line, right? It's like, they lose this. Who knows what's happening to that, mm. that team? Who still knows what's going to happen to this team? He's like, if we're going to lose, we're going to lose bec- on my my fingers. Yeah. Like. Yeah. As magical. So good. And like, Looney, was he, was he the third best player in this series? Yeah, behind um, Stephen Fox. Yeah. <laughs> he, Crazy, he was. right? He, he absolutely owned Sabonis. Like, yeah, he did. I, I, like, Sabonis was so passive. Like, he had a great first half, 16 points, but he didn't score in the second half, I, I don't think. Um, yeah. Darren Fox, though, he was awesome. Malik Monk. Malik Monk. He had reinvented himself. <laughs> yeah. And he was, you know, getting himself to the free throw line. Um, an efficient scorer. He was what Jordan Poole is supposed to be. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. Yeah. I just, shout out to these Kings, man. Like, highest offensive rating of all time. Yep. First playoffs since 2006. Clutch player of the year. First rookie with 200 made threes. Most points by a team since 1984. And coach of the year. Yep, and they'll be back next year. Yep, hold hold those heads high. That's um, yep. You know, you've pro- probably got one of the worst draws in the playoffs. Yeah, getting the Warriors, but hey, respect. Since the Warriors won in two thousand and fifteen, this is only the fourth time they've been taken to Game Seven. That's crazy. And the other team, the other times, like when I mention these three series where they've been taken to Game Seven, we're talking about historic series. So in 2016, OKC, when OKC were up 3-1, the KD, Russell Westbrook, and Golden State came back. Yeah. Then the very next series in the finals when they blew the 3-1 lead to the Cavs. Yeah. Then two years later against the Houston Rockets, where Houston basically gave a game away, missing the 27 straight threes in a row. Like yeah. those are famous yeah. playoff series, all three of them. And the Kings have now joined that list. Yeah. Good on them. Good it's- on them. It's, it's amazing. There's a there's a few things that go the other way in that series, and we're talking about a how Harrison Barnes jump shot, a yeah. Harrison Barnes jump shot. Yeah, we're talking about how great that the Kings have kept it up through the second round and the playoff concerns and all of that sort of stuff. But hey, Warriors, you've got a demon waiting for you in the second round. Oh, do they ever? Best for last, as per usual. Um. <laughs> The Lakers and Grizzlies was a pretty good series, to be honest. I had a lot of fun watching it. Mm. Um, I think really tough for the Grizzlies with Stephen Adams and Brandon Clark out. I think it really showed. And although, you know, AD didn't have, you know, he was a bit of up and down um, with his scoring. He was the best player in the series by far, in my opinion. Like, the way he controlled defense was just incredible. Averaging like 4.8 blocks a game, a couple of steals, 
like 14 rebounds. Like he doubled Jaron Jackson Jr.'s defensive stats. Doubled it's, them. He, if he can keep this up, my yeah. God, man. My God, the sky is the fucking limit if he plays yep. like this. Yeah, and LeBron, he he showed up in that game four when he needed to because that was the big one. Mm. You know, like that really was because we were up 2-1 and we wanted to go back to, to Memphis up 3-1 and he comes out with the 22-20-5. First time getting 20 rebounds in his career. Wild that someone of his level in year 20 is still setting career highs. Like, it's just mm. insane. Yeah. Um, right from the tip in game five, it felt like they were going to lose, but Darvin Ham made some great adjustments for game six. It never felt like we were going to lose that one. Um, no. Austin Reeves has been amazing. He is mm-hmm. the clear third best option. Um, it's it's not close. I know D'Angelo Russell like, had a great game to close it out, but... Reeves is that guy. When he runs the offense, things are so smooth. Yeah. Um, LeBron is playing off the ball for him. Yeah. That's... Which is is special. It's saying something. Like, LeBron is literally, like, deferring to him. Yeah. Which is awesome. Um, fun stat. Of our four wins, of the Lakers' four wins, LeBron wasn't the highest scorer for the Lakers on any of them. Damn. Damn. Yeah, we got players. We got players. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, now nah, the Grizzlies put out a, put up a valiant effort, like Jamarant playing through that hand injury as well. Yeah. I mean, he just needs to be stopped being so reckless. I reckon like he just puts himself and others in danger when he skies in like yeah, it's too much. I, I, I'm just happy. I can finally stop hearing about Dylan Brooks. Not I'm so not. much what he's doing. The reaction. My God, people get so up in arms about this guy. Yeah. I've I'm, never seen a player who <laughs> who does less have more hate. It's crazy. I think it's not so much like what he said. You know, like the whole LeBron's old, I don't respect him until he gives me 40, I poke bears, all that shit. Like, it's the fact that he said it and then he got punked and then he declines to, like, speak about it and he, like, runs and hides. Like, Ja Morant, like... I've seen so many clips of the I'm fine in the West and post-game interview after, you know, being eliminated, he's like, yeah, I said that. I'll deal with it. Like that guy's clearly going to go further than the guy that's declining to speak to media. I I mean, like, is this, (laughs) is this the first time people are hearing about Dylan Brooks and seeing him? I think because they're facing the Lakers, like everything, like it's what people hate about the Lakers. Everything Lakers is amplified 10 times. So because what Dylan Brooks was saying was about LeBron and about the Lakers, it was amplified. It was put out to more people. Just so glad it's the end of it. (laughs) Me too. Like just the media storm. Like this dude was all over Instagram. Everyone (laughs) was talking about it. Like, thank God. And he's an unrestricted free agent too. So yeah, he thank can, fuck. He can stop hindering this team. Yes. And so, like, enough about the Grizzlies because they've gone fishing. Um, the Lakers and the Warriors. Mm. This one has potential. Two very different teams. Um, I think they both you know like the lakers weaknesses are scoring guards 
that's what the Warriors excel at. I think the Warriors' weakness is big wings. Yeah. I, you know, like big dominant paint players. That's what the Lakers have. Um, I think it's going to be a fun one, man. I agree. I, I have gone back and forth deciding who I think is going to win this so many times. Like, it's I'm doing what you're doing right now. Like, oh, well, the Warriors have this, but the Lakers have this, but the Warriors have that, and it's just back and forth. It's going to be awesome. It's Steph versus LeBron again. It's two of the most popular franchises in the league going against each other. You're going to see some of the most violently hateful comments yep. in your life on social media from these fans going at each other. It's going to be massively high ratings. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. I'm I'm going to get around it. I'm going to enjoy Who are you picking? Lakers. And what? Six or seven. Hmm. Yeah, I got um, Lakers in six. I'm sticking to it. I think it's gonna come down to Anthony Davis. I think he if he plays like he has been, the Lakers will win. If he goes back to passive AD or injured AD, then the Lakers yeah. will lose. Yeah. I think there's there's something to the look that like we've seen that look from Jimmy Butler. This, these playoffs like just that look of I am not losing this like mm. we've seen it from Steph today he, he he was not losing and you know like has the skill to back it up obviously like I've watched a lot of Lakers over the past few years um there have been times their body language they don't want to be there they've just looked they've LeBron and AD have had that look that I'm not freaking losing this mm. I'm just going to impose everything about myself onto this game and just dominate it. And if that's the attitude they've got, oh, tough to be. Yeah, it'll be good. And I don't think Looney will be as effective, obviously. AD's yeah. better than Sabonis. Um, the one thing that does concern me quite a bit is this. There are no breaks between, like there are no multiple day breaks between yeah. games. Um, yeah. There's only one day gaps between... I think it's every game or is there a maybe game six and seven? There's yeah. two days if necessary, but like the schedule speeds got, up. Yeah. You've got two pretty old teams. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to be a who's last standing yeah. kind of thing, but I'm also a bit worried that once things get tight, you know, if the Lakers go down 2-0, AD's going to be have to, he's going to have to be playing massive minutes mm-hmm. and it's going to take a toll. And he's not the most healthy guy. Yeah, no, exactly. But still, and I'm sticking with the Lakers. Who knows Lakers. if we're going to see that with the Suns as well? Like, yeah. they're playing mad minutes too. Um, yeah. gen- generally, I'm like a big fan of the coaches that play their star players mad minutes. Like, what's the point of trying to rest them like an extra four or five minutes minutes if it's going to risk losing the game and they have to play an extra freaking 40 in two nights time? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, what, like, are you kidding me? Like Draymond Green played 25 minutes in game six. Why? He wasn't in foul trouble. I don't know, man. It's and how much difference does four minutes make? Oh, like really? Like out of those four minutes, 
how much of that time are you spending fully exerting yourself? Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. Like over the course of a season or a career, sure, limit their minutes. But in a time like this, do you think? Do you think like? Do you think LeBron's gonna? wake up at the end of the first week and be like fuck i can really feel those extra eight minutes (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) and like i think we saw it like game one nuggets Suns. kd starts the fourth quarter on the bench and they're down like 10 points Jokic's rotation is always he sits the start of the fourth quarter but he normally comes in like seven minutes he came in way earlier than that yeah the nuggets got the lead by the time kd came back on you know, the lead was like 17. Yeah. Then the Suns waved the white flag with like five minutes to go. Michael Malone is notorious for being, you know, careful with his guys. He left Jokic and them out there until like three minutes to go. And yeah. I, I just thought that was, like, you know, like, keep it safe. You have to. They're just as at risk of getting injured in those extra couple minutes as any other player, any other player, yeah. you know? Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, we're not coaches for a reason. There's probably some advanced analytics behind it, but oh, it is play you guys. Play you guys. Play your best guys. Yep. But an amazing first round. We're poised for some very exciting matchups in the second round. Um, I think the Western Conference, we've got, you know, two high scoring matchups. Who knows what the Celtics one's going to be like with them beat out. And then we've got the Knicks and the Heat who are just going to grit and grind that thing out all series long. Oh, they are. It's going to if be you good. want to see some buckets scored, don't watch, watch that the, series. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but if you want to see some some coaching masterclass, yeah. flick it on. Yeah. Flick it on. Yeah. And That's... if you want to see Jalen Brunson doing his sick new three-point celebration, flick it on. Mm, it's worth it. Tune in just for that. Uh, anyway um thanks for listening to episode 20 um hopefully we can put out another one within the next week just you know keep the momentum going with this all this playoff fun Um, make sure you're on twitter so you can catch our live thoughts as they happen when we're watching games um we've been posting those tweets on instagram as well at boxed out pod on both and we will catch you soon Everyone, get on the Twitter. Magic is happening. And enjoy these games. Appreciate greatness. Goodbye. Goodbye.